The Red Sox are red hot and Manfred's trying to add in some weird new rules. Let's talk about it. What is going on, baseball fans? My name is Jack. I'm joined here by Lorenzo, as always. And together, we make up We Got Ice. We're here to talk baseball on this wonderful Thursday episode. Did you just hurt yourself yeah, in the intro? just dislocated my shoulder during the intro. When this show lands on YouTube soon, guys, you would have seen that. It's, I'm in pain right True. now. I hurt. How you doing, though? I'm doing good. I mean, speaking of shoulders, oh. already a segue. That's what we love to see. We played some, some highly competitive wiffle ball today, host v. host. Yeah, I got my ass handed to me guys it was it was tough mm-hmm. i um my on base percentage i'd say 500 my batting average is zero i was just taking walks yeah. all day everyone was wild you were I, you were nasty today though against me i think oh, what oh, zero oh, on base percentage like oh for eight with uh i had a i had a line out no i think a fly out but i was like oh for eight with like seven mm-hmm. k's and uh, i had a pop out it's a tough day you you looked good today so i'll give you that there was some obviously some off season you kind of like signed up for like a pilates class or something and didn't tell me we were just working on the yeah. below i'm like all right kid relax i definitely haven't been doing pilates but um it, it was fun it was it was a nice day it, it felt nice to be on the field with our washed up asses so it was, it was nice to pretend that we're athletic. It was, dude. It, playing wiffle ball just brings this sense of wonder in my life. I feel like I'm on the show, at the show just cracking a ding. I didn't yeah. get one today. It was a tough day for me at the plate. I went one for like mm-hmm. one for 52. Um, but on the good days when I'm kind of feeling – I'm very ris- – me in sports, I'm streaky, man. I'm either hot <laughs> as hell or I'm cold as ice. Like there is no in between. And we do have ice, so that works. But – yeah, I think wiffle ball is such a great invention, and just taking it to the extreme, which I mean we do, and a lot of people do. It's a fun little community. More on that later, um, later in life, not in this pod. But I mean, I mean, listen to the whole thing anyways. But well, I digress. Yeah, but uh, wiffle ball is so fun because it's taking all the fun aspects of baseball, crazy movement pitches that obviously we we can't make a ball move like Jacob Degrom can, but with a wiffle ball we can. And it's like, oh, we're, you're standing 50 feet away. You're using a light bat. Um, there's a little strike zone. There's a little smaller field. It's just, it's it's baseball for the common person. I love it, too, because I, like, I feel like I'm selling wiffle ball products right now. But, like, when I was playing, <laughs> when we were playing, like, we played wiffle ball today. And, like, Jack's out here throwing, like, 79, 80 miles per hour. And I can stand in the box comfortably. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I know what's coming. Because yeah. if it drills me, which he hits me, I, guys, I swear he's targeting me. Like, four or five times a day in the leg. Yeah. Um, When he hits me, I'm like, it doesn't bother me. But then we went and played catch with the baseball. I was horrified. He's just throwing missiles at me. I was like, I'm not taking yeah, the, this. So I'm throwing a wiffle ball. 80 is kind of my – I'm topping 80, 82. I could never throw that with a baseball pitching. Um. And it, 80 with a baseball is so much faster than 80 with a wiffle ball. It's kind of like that age-old question, the chicken or the egg. It's not at all, but that's a good question. It's a good question. But either way, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, man, I want to do something while I listen to this, go throw a bullpen. Go grab a wiffle ball. Yeah. Scuff it up a little bit. Work on that slider. I was in the off spe- I was in the, uh, office this offseason crafting my pitches. Go do the same. By the way, follow us on social media at We Get Eyes Baseball while you're doing that. But now let's talk some baseball because that's what we do on this podcast. Jack, you sunburnt, handsome man, tell me what's going on in baseball recently. So since we last talked to all of you lovely listeners on 
Tuesday, we, we recap the we weekend got some series. Some very beautiful listeners. I'm just gonna say it. We yeah, our listeners are. I mean, we're an audio pod at the moment, and our listeners are audio listeners, so we don't necessarily see them. But it's kind of a feeling. Feel we like get, we have a it, hot audience. Yeah, we know we have a hot audience. So we haven't talked to you guys in a couple days. There's been series mostly wrapping up. And it's, it's been fun. The first thing I think we have to talk about, we're Red Sox fans through and through. You guys know this by now. The Red Sox have won now nine in a row. It's not, don't let this team get hot. I have a couple takes that I've really prepared. People kept, we, we, we kept warning everybody. We did. We tried. Or you tried. And then I joined you about five games in. Mm-hmm. This team's dangerous, man. Don't let them get warm. Don't let them start cooking. And guess what people did, Jack? Guess what they did? They let them get warm. They let them on the on the saucer a little too much. Now your bacon's burnt, and the Red Sox have won nine in a row. They put them in the kitchen with a pan and an oven, and we're like, oh, is they're not going to start cooking. That's exactly what you did. And they've just been on a tear nine and three. I believe they have the best record in baseball at the moment. No, they have the second yes, best sir. record in baseball tied with the Dodgers, who are nine and two right now. They're in the middle of a game as we record this. So... Mm-hmm. They're both equal. Red Sox 93, 750 winning percentage. They are the leading the AL East. And I got a couple hot takes I want to fire through. Number one, Jack, how old were you in 2013? 13. You remember that Red Sox team? Very, yeah, very, very closely. Shane Victorino, Johnny Gomes, Mike Napoli. All these guys, David Ross, you bring all these guys in because you really sucked in 2012. The Red Sox were bad. So they go out, they sign a bunch of guys, and they're like, hey, you want to know what? We want to be a good baseball team. We're going to be competitive. We're going to annoy you. We're going to play every inning, really just push push to the best of our limits. We're going to be that team, the fun, hardworking team. You know what happened in 2013, Jack? Fear the beard. The beard was feared, and they, they took home the ring. They took home the World Series. Now, I'm not saying this Red Sox team is going to win a World Series. But what I am saying is, God, does it feel like I'm watching a 2013 Boston Red Sox team again. Bronson Arroyo. Not a Bronson. Is it Bronson Arroyo? What's his name? Uh, Bronson Christian. Arroyo. Christian Arroyo. Bronson's the guy who dropped the album. Arroyo yeah. has five doubles on the season. Hunter Renfro has a cannon. He hit a home run the other day to help them beat the Twins. This team, guys, they're hot, man. They're hot. They got these role players, guys who just want to play baseball. Kike Hernandez and Marlon Gonzalez. Utility players love to play baseball, dude. That's why they're utility players. They just want to be out there, man. There's fun. The people care. J.D. Martinez is the best hitter on the planet right now. It feels like the 2013 Red Sox. That's what these teams built like. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win a World Series because I don't think the 2013 Red Sox were built to win a World Series. They just won it. But that's what this team reminds me of. A team that's going to, hey... We could win 90 games. I'm Okay, so I'm going to push back on this a little bit because I love this team, but I don't really see the similarities from the 2013 team other than they were supposed to be bad, but they're good. So the 2013 team, you brought in a bunch of guys who just love to play baseball because the year before in 2012, you were so bad. You had a lot of people who didn't care, a lot of stars who kind of tapped out. Same last year, 2012, you had the chicken and beer thing. This year you had, uh, or 2011, whatever year it was, a bunch of people just didn't care, unmotivated. So you brought in a bunch of MLB players who aren't guys who are studs, even guys who are that good, but they love to play baseball and they have an energy and charisma, and you added them to a roster that has talent. 
Same thing this year. 20, 2020, J.D. Martinez quit. Rafi Devers quit. This team didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So you brought in Marvin Gonzalez. You brought in Kike Hernandez. You brought in Hunter Renfro. Guys who aren't stars but just love to play the game. That's why they're still playing it. High-energy kind of guys. You brought them in, and you added them to a core of already talented players who might not be super invested in the season before. And then you brought in back in your manager who brought an energy boost to a team. And every inning of every at-bat, you're fighting back. The Red Sox already have six comeback wins on the season. Six comeback wins on the season out of their nine have been comeback. They keep fighting. They keep pushing. So this team, that's the similarities. Now, the only difference, I don't think this team's as talented pitching-wise. But I still think they're good. I think that's the energy, the similarity between them. Uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. For this team, I, we've won nine in a row. We're killing it. But I can't get over how one-sided it is. Like, our lineup, I think, is great. Maybe even better than the 2013 lineup. Like, on paper, we our hitters are there. We brought in a bunch of unique guys, like Renfro, as you said, Hernandez, Gonzalez, but, like all hitters and the biggest difference i see is this 2013 lineup we had pv ryan dempster john lackey john lester clay buckholtz um and then a really talented bullpen so i think that team was already it had the pieces i think we don't have the pitching pieces right now as a red sox fan i'm enjoying the wins i'm loving the wins and all i'm begging for is uh, like all-star break moves to get pitching because I think we still can't get over that hump. I agree, but I think um, even the pitching man, and like I'm usually the Red Sox pessimist, but the pitching man, it looks good. Rodriguez today, five innings, one run ball. Avaldi, five innings, two run ball. This team, even Garrett Richard had a good start. They placed currently uh, not including today's games, or at least I don't believe that these uh, were added in yet. They rank 12th in baseball in earns run average. That's top 15. With this offense, it's going to be a top 5 offense. That can win you a lot of games, man. I, I'm I'm liking the starting rotation, especially if we get sail back. Erod kind of seems Tanner like he's Houck back to still, his uh, potential. Could be coming up and making Houck, it yeah. Hopefully he can be pitching this year. I'm really hoping he can take that 5, five starter spot. It's really the bullpen, and we don't have any guys except Ottavino and Workman, really. So... Hopefully these no-name guys that we're seeing pop up and pitch well are the dudes, but I think, I don't know if they're the dudes yet. Like, they're not the Koji Uihara. Like, we don't have the names. We we don't have Andrew Miller like we did in 2013. So I think that's kind of what's scaring me. But these dudes that we don't know their names yet could become, like, the next Andrew Miller. So that's still up in the air, too. Yeah, and even on the ballpoint, I actually feel good. Matt Barnes has been the, one of the best, if not the best, reliever in baseball to start the season. Seven innings pitched. He striked out... 14 hitters. That's insane. Two strikeouts per average per inning. He hasn't given up uh, a run. He's only allowed one hit and walked two batters. So that's seven to one strikeout to walk ratio. I believe coming into the, I think he's only thrown free first pitch balls against hitters this season. He's trusts his heater more. He's pumping it in there. He looks like a different reliever in a contract year. Garrett Whitlock pitched today. That guy's disgusting. A little bit of pitching ninja info for you. Go check that out. He has a nasty changeup. He could be a weapon in that bullpen. There are question marks on the staff. I admit, I don't like Garrett Richards at all, by the way, watching him pitch. Yeah. He just looks, he Horrible. looks weird. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like he's, like, enjoying it. Like, yeah. I'd much rather see Hout out there. I agree. There are flaws of this team, and they're not going to be the best team in baseball. I recognize that. But there, 
they're better than I gave them credit for, and I feel like they're better than a lot of people are even seeing. I keep hearing a lot of people say, this is a flaw, man. This is just a hot streak. And it very well may be. But I think it's just a reminder that there is talent on this team. And if it clicks, man, there's a, they're a problem for baseball. Yeah, so I think we're seeing it click right now. And just the biggest question is, I mean, is it a long-term click where we can go through a losing streak and then get hot again? Or is this kind of our, we're going to be good for the first month and then we just don't have the legs? Because I don't think pitching depth, we, I can't see a world where we even like compete in the second half of the season, in, unless we make moves. But uh, that, that could definitely, they could easily prove me wrong. Well, another thing with baseball, we've talked about how like the AL doesn't impress us at all. Like you got the power heavy guys like the White Sox and Yankees and the Astros, obviously, but if they just have a really good April and go 500 the rest of the year, man, that could make the playoffs, if I'm being honest. That's a great point. Yeah, we could easily get a wild card spot with, I mean, Blue Jays and Yankees might be decent competition, but if one of those teams starts slacking, we can easily, like, boom, right there. We're, the Red Sox will be there. The Red Sox right now, 1v1 against the Blue Jays, I'm taking the Red Sox. Like, how their rotation, yeah. I like the Red Sox rotation so much better than I like the Blue Jays rotation. Ryu's the best pitcher, Pretty, but other than that, I'm taking basically every Red Sox starter. Yeah, if we can get sale healthy, I'll, I mean, even in the playoffs, I'll be like, yeah, throw sale out there, get that game one win, and then boom, we're good. Now, this team doesn't want to be good. Like, they want to be good, but they're not trying to be, like, winners. Yeah, so that is so, an obvious thing to take into account. But given what last year was for the Red Sox and how irrelevant they were compared to this year— and Alex Cora effect, man, is real. Also, they so lead a couple of other stats to note. They lead the league in doubles. They're playing a different mm. brand of baseball. Like every other team, watch the Red Sox play, man. Every other team's trying to hit home runs. This team's hitting doubles. They're hitting the other way. They bunted on uh, today against the Twins or in game one of the doubleheader against the Twins. Kevin Pawaki dropped down a bunt, which led to an error, scored two runs. They lo- they're they the lowest team in the league in strikeout percentage and walk percentage, which means what? They're putting the ball in play, man. It's a new approach, like old school approach that Alex Cora bringing back. Like, hey, guys, let's play some baseball. We aren't the home run hitting twins or the Yankees. So yeah. let's just muck it up, man. Let's play ball. Make them beat us. Try to like out hustle them. And I love it. They are really scrappy. I love to see that. And even with the bullpen guys, like they're, they're just throwing these guys out there. And last year it wasn't working this year. It is working. So, I mean, maybe that's a momentum thing, but maybe we figure some stuff out. We got some better guys. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty optimistic. Next thing I want to talk about Alex Verdugo. I mean, he's, we're seeing him, almost take control of the team more so than like even Bogarts has been like he's kind of this this figurehead that I love watching play and today he had a bomb like he's he's getting his power straight power stroke he feels a little bit more comfortable I think that's awesome I think um it's a good point um a couple things the face of the Red Sox right now is Alex Cora and Alex Verdugo yeah Alex Verdugo is not the best player on the Red Sox but he represents the energy that this team needs to play with to win they need to be Balls to the wall. He had a great catching game one in the home running game two. It was like Andrew Benintendi 2018 catch against the Astros, like relived. He's the energy that this team needs to play with. Like a little bit of a hair, a chip on their shoulder, like that feisty, angry, like kind of pushed back against people type of personality. And I think he 
he represents the team energy great. We saw it last year when they sucked. He was the only one to bring in energy, and I think it's infectious, dude. So I agree. I was I was so wrong on Alex Verdugo. It's not even funny. Like I was out on him. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a like a, I didn't like him at first. I didn't like his charisma. I thought he was a kind of arrogant. But the more and more I watch it, the more I realize how wrong I was. This guy's like legit. He's the real deal superstar. I'm I've kind of always been a super Red Sox optimist. Um, even though I know it's kind of sounded like I've been the um, negativist, pessimist. We, ca- we kind of take I've our roles. Of... Whatever the other one takes, we're like, all right, let's let's, yeah. let's get Sports Center on yeah. now. <laughs> but but with Verdugo, I've was I've always been so high on him. I remember when the trade rumors were swirling around because remember that Mookie deal? It went through, then it didn't go through, then it did go through. I was like, oh, you know what, Verdugo, we got him. He like this is gonna be awesome. I remember exactly where I was. I was in the third floor of the library and then i got the notification i was like verdudo we got him i love this guy he's gonna be awesome still gonna get my verdudo jersey um but yeah i've always been super high on him and now it's actually been paying off and that's it's it's pretty satisfying you were right man this is that was your best take of all time you were 100 percent right alex verdugo is the real deal this season he's slugging free 89 uh his on-base percentage hasn't been great but he's He's had a tough start offensively, but his power is there. He's, yeah. trying, he's starting to figure it out. Defensively, he's looked really good. Energetic for the team. He's looked great. I love that. My last note on the Sox before people are like, you only talk Red Sox. Um, yeah. Bobby Dahlback, uh, strikeout percentage, way down this year. He's hitting opposite field doubles like he's freaking David Ortiz or Wade Boggs out here. Beautiful stroke. I think that's another representation of how this team changed. Bobby Dahlback struck out the most percentage-wise, in Major League Baseball in 2020. He's hitting doubles down the line now. Something changed with this team. Either Alex Cora, Hein Bloom, somebody came in and say, we're going to play a different breed of baseball than everybody else. And it's working, man. It's really working. And people, you see these teams like the Twins make an error today because kind of in baseball, you don't expect somebody to try to move the runners over and that's not what you expect. You don't expect a ground ball in the gap that you have to make a really good play on every at-bat. You expect a walk, of a strikeout, or a fly ball. So I think just changing that and putting teams, balls in play, create chaos, man. And I think the Red Sox are just trying to create chaos out there, and it's working right now. They are. They're, they've won nine in a row, and every game has been chaotic. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. They win yeah. in different ways. Even in a doubleheader, the first game, it was 3-2, to two, tight-knit. Matt Barnes, uh, in the top of the ninth inning, got a runner on, had to uh, punch him out. Top of the seventh, had to punch him out, like work out of a jam. Second game, they blow him out. Earlier on Sunday, they had a slugfest with the Orioles, 14-9. to nine. Like, they, they've won an extra innings. They've come back. They've gotten big leads. They've done it all. So, huge props to the Red Sox. Let's see what you can keep going. Number one team in the AL East right now. Big stuff. There we go. Let's all move on to the NL a little bit. Talk about our other darlings, the Padres, and more specifically, our love. Fernando Tatis Jr. expected to make his return this Saturday or this weekend for the Dodgers. I think this is big for the Padres. I think this is big time because I was worried he was out for the year. Yeah, this, it still scares me. I don't know. Again, I don't know why I'm taking the pessimistic route. You're sad today. I feel like he, he should. I'm so scared that if they don't. I think he should be out for the season. I'm so scared that by not getting the surgery, it's going to just, he's not going to be the player he should be. And he's just getting out on the field because he has to. And the MLB needs him to be out there, especially against the Dodgers. Like, they need that. It's kind of like 
does he even have the option to get this surgery? Because it, I would kind of assume you signed him for 14 years. He's, what, 23 years old? Like, get the surgery, miss a year. Um, but I am glad to see him coming out there. But to see him coming back so soon, is it's pretty shocking to me. And maybe I'm, I'm probably just wrong about this, and he's going to have a great season. But it's it's I still can't get over that. I really bought into that he was going to miss the whole season. So, um, I agree. I also bought into it. Um, there's a couple thing, couple things. One, I remember that, uh, Friday is the day that MLB The Show drops. So a little conspiracy yeah. theory. I don't think he's playing there Friday, but, um, just hope that he's going to be on the field. Like you want your cover athlete, not on the, uh, season end injury. It's just a little conspiracy theory yeah. of mine, but, um, I am happy he's coming back. I just... Don't think you rush him. Why rush him? He could be back. He could be 100% ready to go Friday. Don't play him. The safer, yeah. he, you be kid gloves with this man. Like, if he needs the surgery and it, or if it's, it can be treated non-surgically and healed, that's great. But I don't know. I just feel like there's, like you said, there's a lot of pressure to get him back on the field. This never feel like felt like anybody's timeline this soon in April to get him back. It just seems yeah. like out of nowhere, oh, we're going to get him back now. Obviously, I doubt the Padres would risk, like, risk putting their franchise player on, like, in harm's way just to get a win or two. So I'm going to assume they, they're putting the best interest, but it just feels weird. Yeah, I'm really hoping I don't see this weekend he plays Friday and then Sunday he goes on the the 60-day IL. I really hope that's not what happens. If that happens, we will come on here and flame the Padres because that's bad. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, so come on, Tatis. Get, but let's say he's healthy. He's healthy, man. Positive energy. Yeah, if, if he's back, then that's great for baseball. Huge for the Padres. I mean, they, they kind of need him just for – the hype and as well as his talent, but like getting him back on that team, you're going to win more. In his absence, someone else has been making a case for the face of baseball. We'll get to him in a little bit later. Tease. Um, some other news. Back to the AOEs. Let's go back. Come on. AOEs is where we live. We're big AOEs guys. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays took two out of three from the Yankees, four out of six from the Yanks on the season. Just immediate side Jack. Yanks are below 500. They are, yeah. I, I mean, we obviously, we pay attention, two teams we pay attention to the most, Red Sox and Yankees. So it, it's, I mean, optimist, pessimist, kind of like boom, boom right there. And the Yankees have looked kind of how I expected them to look, except that their offense has been weird, and Derek Cole's been shoving, and everyone else is just along for the ride. They're, the Blue Jays kind of seem like they're owning them. Maybe they're going to be the Rays of Ooh. last season to them, but also the Rays have kind of been on them as well so it i still think it's too early to tell but i i mean this is really just what i've expected the yankees don't have the pitching to dominate games like people think they would so i'm actually going to show you for a loop i think it's the opposite it's so far the yankees pitching has been good like really good they currently place eighth in the mlb and earns run average like they're they've been good like, 3-1-5 year in the season. Their rotation's been good. Their bullpen's been used a lot. We saw that today. We saw that in Game 3. Bobachet walked it off against Chad Green. Felt like Green didn't really have his A stuff. Seemed a little tired. So, they've relied on their bullpen a lot. So, you're right. Their starting pitching hasn't gone deep into games. But their relievers have been really, really good. The issue is they're not scoring, dude. 21st in MLB in runs per game. They're not putting runs up on the board. And the thing that I'd be worried about if I were a Yankees fan is... The pitching 
was your expected problem, and that's been good. That eventually feels like it's not going to be that good. Maybe it will be, but it feels like it's going to hit a point where you can't keep using these bullpens and Kluber's going four innings, Tyone's going four innings. Garrett Cole's going eight every night, but you need these other guys. So you're not winning these games when you're getting good pitching. Now that should be worrying you a little bit. Yeah, so their lineup has definitely been struggling, but I think they're also banged up as they always are. So I think you can't worry too much about that. It, It should it should work. Their lineup should work. If it doesn't work, then that's just a weird season. They're pitching. I think they're starting pitching. Kluber and Cole have gotten the pass for me. Everyone else, Tyone looked bad. Last night, Herman hasn't looked good at all. I think they're kind of a mess all over the place there. So who do, who do you think looked better, Corey Kluber or Tyone? I'm actually interested because I feel like we might differ on this. I like Tyone's stuff better than Kluber's. I, walk, I mean, I watched Tyone pitch last night, and he looked... Yeah, you're back. he was he so hittable. He he so, wasn't. Pro, I mean, recency bias, but I think, I think Kluber's looked better. He, yeah, I guess he's only pitched uh, six. The thing with the problem with the Yankees, man, these innings. Kluber four innings, two point one innings. Tyone, I believe he had yeah. something similar. They their bullpen is tired. I have to find out if they have the most innings pitched by a bullpen, but that's it's hurt too. Yeah, it's but the thing with the Yankees is at some point I start to. We always say injuries are fluke. Some point the Yankees, I'm just gonna build it into the equation. Like this is like I'm oh, gonna yeah. start blaming them. Like why are you guys always hurt, bro? Do some yoga, do some Pilates, get a, get one of those pel. Is it a Peloton bike where you have like you can like set mm-hmm. different trails? Maybe get one of those yeah. in the dugout. Stay warm. What's Strength going on? Strengthen the legs. Here? Yeah, what's yeah. going on? So it's worried for me. Blue Jays though look good. Steven Matz, two good starts in the season. Ryu's just gross, dude. He's so gross. He's so good. He's so good. It really. Real, I'm going to compliment the Yankees, which pains me to do. Go off, but King. But Chapman, I think, is the scariest player in the MLB. 100%. He comes in for a save, and it's like it's just guaranteed. Like People don't even touch the ball. And I know in the past two playoff series, he's given up the the um, game-winning hit. But he comes out in a regular season game, and it's like they're not even they're not even going to touch it. He, it's just an automatic save. Chapman in the regular season is automatic, which makes the home runs in the playoffs that much more... That much more good, good for the hitter because he's yeah, so true. damn good. In the, you're right, man. He comes out in a regular season. It's it's good night. You're going home. You're not. It's, scoring. Yeah, it's so scary. Against unless you're the Red Sox, because Chapman sucks against the Red Sox. But everybody else, yeah. like you, go out and it's like, all right, he's gonna come throw a hundred mile per hour bullets, and it's four degrees outside. I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. So that's bad, but like that's what makes the home run so much funnier to me in the playoffs when he gets tagged by Mike Brasso. It's like you're the biggest baddest pitcher in baseball and. They're getting rocked it's right wild. now. It's it's really some really some fairy tale fairy tale stuff. Another fairy tale thing. Vladimir Guerrero's just I mean his body. Like can we just appreciate his body? He's moved so also he's fully moved to first base. He's not playing third base. Yeah, good transition. That's a big thing for me because um if you're not like in Blue Jays world or like following Blue Jays updates, you probably wouldn't be like, oh, this is a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Because, like, a third baseman yeah, he, for Vladdy, like, he was expected to be, like, their guy for the next, like, five, yeah. ten years. And he's played – he played third all last year. Then he lost weight. So you're kind of thinking, oh, he's their third base of the future. He's fully gone to first base. Hasn't looked great. Kind of, he plays first base like he's a third baseman. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, fully working, but he's just doing these funny stretches where his – He's doing splits every single play, even when it seems unnecessary. But I, he's just flexing. I, I think he's just showing off. I think he's somebody who's got hot boy stre- like confidence now. 
Like, he's, oh, he yeah. lost all the weight. He's like, yo, I'm hot as hell. I worked so hard to stretch. I'm going to show you. There was one ball against the Yankees the other night when Cole was starting. This guy, I don't, I forget who it is. It might have been Stan or Judge. He wasn't even running. And Vladdy mm-hmm. went full stretch mode. I'm like, you're just showing off. And I love it, man. You're a hot man now. Show it off. You can do that. Do it. It was so funny, though. I'm like, this guy's having fun. He's having fun. Yeah, I remember that play. He did. He went full split, turned around, like popped his booty a little bit, and went on the ground. And it's like, you could have just like waited for the ball. The ball was coming to you, and you had him by 14. <laughs> but I loved it, man. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. Vladdy, own it, dude. He's embracing his new positions, working on those stretches. You know, got to get those legs lumber. Big, I like it. That's big development for the Blue Jays, though, because the, the infield, Simeon's look good defensively for me. Um, I didn't expect Vladdy to transition. Now, he's not playing a great first base, but he hasn't been, like, a problem in the games I've watched. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're just thinking about the future, he's a first baseman. Oh, 100%. He's not going to be your third baseman, so. What is he, like, 23 years old, and he's already, like, okay. I, I feel the same way about Vladdy that I do Rafi Devers. Get me Rafi Devers at first base, because I feel like that's destined to happen. So yeah. Yeah, we, we we won't dive fully into the Red Sox, but yeah, their their first base and third base situation is so it's always complicated. It's very it's very difficult, but yeah, good for you, Vladdy. I like to see it, man. Hey, we we appreciate when boys are looking hot on the field. You want to know it's not looking hot though? The Cubs, man. Oh, we talked about this a little bit on Monday. Let's talk about it again, dude. They're sucking. Yeah, they're they're so bad. They. It's like it's just so obvious that they need to trade these guys, and I hope they do just to shake it up, like. Bryant to the Braves. Let's make that happen in the All-Star break. Because, like, what are we waiting for? You're not going to re-sign all these guys. You're not going to re-sign Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant. Like, these... And they're not even... None of them are doing good. Like, we saw Baez... I mean, he filled it a ground ball. He was feeling himself and then launched one into the third deck of the stands. Wasn't even close. He's looking like an NFL quarterback. Dude. Like, what are we doing here? That look, Blow it up. That Blow look, it all up. Blow it. End it. That looked like every kid trying to fire a DM... A, into a girl's DM just missed... Just completely missed, dude. And I know that exact feeling. You field a nice ground ball, and you get a, a split second of, I'm the man. I got this. Oh, yeah. And then you just take a little bit of less concentration on the throw, and then you, you're left not even knowing what's happening, and the ball's in, in, like, the box seats. Like, it was it was so funny to watch. And that kind of summarizes the Cubs' start, which is very expectable. It is. There's a couple things I want to get to here, some serious, some funny, um... For starters, the Cubs offense, dude. Now, we talked about how bad I am at baseball. I am convinced I could hit four hole for the Cubs right now. Because they, their offense, dude, is so bad. If you stood in the box and just took four pitches every time, you'd probably have a better on-base percentage than the Cubs right now. They they can't they can't hit the ball. They can't, and I got some stats, dude. I'm feeling very statty today. Let's get statty with it. Let's get statty. So... The MLB loves to give me some stats, and I love to look. The Cubs offense is statistically the worst offense in baseball in every single stat that matters. Every single one. They play 30th in MLB in runs per game. They're the only team who doesn't average free runs a game. They average 2.91 so far this season. 2.2 lower than every other team. So they're scoring two runs a game this season. That's terrible. Batting average as a team, they are currently hitting. Jack, take a guess. Uh, one fifty nine. Wow, you got lower than I thought. One sixty seven as a team. That's their batting average as an entire team. Slugging three eighteen on base percentage two sixty one. All offensive categories. 
that you can imagine, they are 30th in the league. Behind the goddamn Colorado Rockies, Chicago Cubs are just in the basement, and it's embarrassing, dude. It's so bad. It's so bad, it's funny. It's That's how bad it is. And when you think about it, it's like, they shouldn't be. Like, they have Jock Peterson, they have Baez, they have Bryant, they have Rizzo. Like, those guys alone should be doing some stuff. I think you got to trade them all. Trade... Give me Javi Baez on the San Francisco Giants. Give me Bryant on the Nationals. Get, trade them all, man. I understand they've been together for a while, and it's like awesome. Like, oh, dude, the history. But they, they, they don't care. Either they don't care, or Chicago is like anti-hitter. They just don't. You can't hit on the Chicago Cubs anymore. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I don't even. This is obviously their biggest issue. But you look at their rotation, and this rotation is not going to win you any games either. You got guys throwing ninety three down the middle, just trying, hoping to win games. Like there's, there's no hope there. You just basically, I mean, I think it's just time to blow this team up. It is blow them up, man. Give me, I don't, I want the cut. It's so bad because if you think about the Cubs, they were good for a couple years, but they sucked for so long, and it feels like they're going back into that sucking era. So if you're a Cubs fan, you're probably in a tough it's spot tough. right now. It's so tough because it's like, do, like. I get the Cubs' perspective that you don't want to let up all your good guys. You want to keep Rizzo or Bryant, at least one of them, or Baez, and be kind of your franchise rock. But they're not. none of them are playing well. None of them, like, you probably don't want to give them a bunch of money. It's just they're in such a weird situation that they went from winning the division for, like, a bunch of years in a row to now we're not even, like, really even in the running. Yeah, it's, it's one of those moments where it's like, what do I do here? It, it's... Uh, we either trade everyone and our fans hate us or we try to continue out and our fans hate us and we get no prospects. So trade him away, guys. Just do it. Let Javi Baez be good again. I feel so bad for him. I love Javi. He's just not thriving on the Cubs right now. It kind of sucks. I love your Javi to the Giants take. That's so fun. Thank you. I, I, I hope... I hope it happens before everyone else starts using it. And then I'm like, I said it first, but nobody yeah. really cares. So it'll be sad. So we'll have to look at Crawford's contract because he's been their shortstop forever. I think so I feel like they won't like, just ditch him. I think it contracts up at the end of the year, if I'm correct. I will oh, find that, out. That's looking pretty good. I think it's a great take. Yeah, but he's away. We got one more topic we want to get out in the storylines. Yeah, his contract ends this year. So, yeah, bam, perfect lining. Sign Javi Baez, guys. Let's get it. My last thing I want to talk about storylines, the aces of the MLB have, some of them have low-key sucked to start the season. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, we've seen some guys shove. I mean, we've seen Bieber, Cole. Giolito. Giolito, DeGrom, they've been good. Some guys who haven't, it just some. I noticed this the other day when I was going through the box scores, you know, catching up on what happened the night before. Strasburg got tagged. Freed got tagged. Flaherty hasn't looked great. Wainwright got tagged. A bunch of guys are just getting rocked left and right, and it's so interesting to me because whenever I see an ace on the mound, I want to go watch immediately. I'm like, this is much-watch baseball. But I was just like, what's, what's going on? Blake Snell got rocked. He only went two-thirds of the inning the other day. Uh, Darvish got rocked. Um... I'm just like, what's what's going on here? Luis Castillo. It's like <sighs> the the NL middle ground pitchers, basically everyone but Degrom, have struggled a little bit. They've struggled. It's like Degrom and everybody else, and they've kind of struggled a little bit. I I don't really have a hot take on it. I just thought it was interesting to note. I was like, 
what's going on here? Because if you're a Braves fan, like Max Freed's like a must-watch game for you. Like he's on the mound, and when he get rocked, that must suck. I like those middle ground pitchers shoving. It makes it entertaining for me. Yeah, Freed. Freed's been Freed's been definitely disappointing. We got to get to that, but dang, dude, it's I, I was just like, come on. I want to watch MLB TV matchup with good pitchers. So give me good pitchers because I don't know who the fourth and fifth pitcher on every team is. So I'm not watching good pitching yeah. performances from them. So I'm like, come on, guys, for my convenience, be a little bit better. That We did get a nice Bieber-Giolito matchup, though, the other night. That was really cool. Didn't actually watch any of it, but just knowing it was happening, I was happy. I, yeah, I, think I saw the highlights, but Bieber went nine innings, shuddy, uh, <laughs> casual 11 strikeouts. Gio went seven innings, shuddy. I think those are probably going to be your Cy Young candidates at the end of the day. So I was like, oh, let's oh, yeah. talk. So I thought it was good. I love me some Gio. Don't even get me warmed up. But I know you want to talk <laughs> about some stuff in the MLB. A lot of news. Not a lot of rules, dude. Yeah. Well, let's get hot a little bit. Um, there's some new rules that I think are, are kind of annoying. Um, Manfred is putting some stuff out here that I'm not exactly sure that they're the right move to do. As baseball fans, we say we don't we want block, blackouts to end. We want to, our players to be marketed. We want a DH. We want to have fun and watch baseball. Manfred comes in and says, the best I can do, let's move the mound 12 inches backwards. <sighs> Manfred, what the hell is happening in your brain up there? We... No, that hasn't been floated at all. Like, no one's talked about the, tw- like, 12 inches backwards. That's a whole foot. I would know. I'm How a size 12 shoe. look at the problems in baseball and go, right now, the issue is I'm going to move the I'm gonna move the mound back. That's what's wrong with baseball. Yeah. What? That's it's, like someone going, it seems 2 like- plus 2, 47. We all see the issues in baseball. And it just feels like there's a disconnect between... I just don't between, understand where you get... There's a disconnect between the fans and what the the front offices are saying to do. Like, it seems obvious what we have to do, and the front office comes in and says, okay, we'll move the mound back so there'll be less strikeouts and more balls in play. Like, wh- no. I just, I don't get it. Um, Is it to make more contact, to make more offense, but wasn't the goal to kind of bring down... The offense a little bit with the dead in yeah. the balls. It's not horrible. And I just to preface a little bit, these rules are they're debuting in the Atlantic League um, to kind of test out if they're going to be used in major leagues. So nothing's um, definite, obviously. But it's just annoying that this is something we're going to try out rather than trying out something like the full DH or not having that runner on second base. It just seems like, I mean, I don't hate this rule. Move the mound back. I don't really think that matters. But it's annoying that this is the thing that they're doing when there's so many other pressing issues. I agree. Um, I get it. It's like, oh, less strikeouts because people have more time to react to a pitch, put more balls in play with the dead-end ball. It's all part of making making the game more action. And I don't hate that. It's just so funny to me, dude. It's just like, yo, it's like showing up to a meeting when you have 150 things to get to and you're like, we're going to do – we're moving the mound. That's what we're yeah. doing. Give me 12 inches yeah. on the mound. And then the, the other big thing that they're trying out in the Atlantic League is the double hook rule, which is basically combining the DH rule of the AL and the pitcher's hitting rule of the NL, combining them into sort of a weird rule that it will help protect pitchers and also get some DH spots in the NL. It's kind of weird. I don't really think we, we can hash it out, but it just doesn't 
make a ton of sense to me right now. I don't really want to talk about this too much because I think it's so stupid. It's making the both, it's taking the worst part of each and combining them. Like the worst part of uh, yeah. the the reliever or the pitcher hitting is when it's a reliever and you have to keep pinch hitting and switching up players on the field every inning and you run out of bench players. That's the most annoying part because I'm like, who's in the lineup now? I don't know who's hitting. Why is J.D. Martinez on the bench and this random dude, backup catcher, is hitting in the ninth inning? This shows me that MLB is committed to not having the universal DH in the next couple of years, and they're trying to figure out a separate way. And, I mean, I mean, hopefully this compromise works. It is a compromise rule. Maybe it will work, but it's like, I don't know. I just, it, it's kind of a 50-50 decision if you want pitchers hitting or not. But it just, in our opinion, let's just have a DH. Let's have that be a rule. Let's not do this double hook stuff. That's not... Let's not complicate it. Let's just not have pitchers hitting. We saw Johnny Cueto in a game today. Was straight up. He just went. The pitch came in, and he just gave a little silly swing, and then walked away. He wasn't even trying. Like that's. I don't care what your argument is. That is not fun to watch. Johnny Cueto is a guy in your math class with his hood up, sleeping in the back at the plate. He could not yes. care less. <laughs> he was like, "Why am I here? This is stupid." Baseball. The only good part about pitchers hitting is when you get to see your favorite starting pitcher at the bat. That's the only good part. And this takes yeah. that away and just gives you a Matt Barnes at the plate. What? Why am I watching? That is so bad. Stupid rule. Please don't use it. Yeah. I'm begging you. And if we're making compromise rules to protect pitchers getting injured, hitting, and stuff like that, then let's just not have pitchers hit. Yeah, like, just at all. Great like, idea. That, that's how you stop injuries. Just have DHs. Who, I mean, we could see Puig and other guys like that getting full-time jobs to just hit bombs. Like, that's so much more fun than trying to protect Zach Gallen from having a sore right arm from swinging the bat. Like, yeah, let's just, let's just not have him hit. You must have a PhD in logic, something that Manfred does not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, that's, that's all we want. We don't want pitches to get hit. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to see some swing. That's all I'm asking you for, Manfred. So you don't got to be super sneaky about your rule changes trying to be clever. But there are some other people who are trying to be sneaky, Jack. Some guys. They're up to some stuff. I have, I have a quick segment out of nowhere. I like segments. Give me segments. Rob Manfred's education. What what would you guess? Oh, I'm going to go GD. He's, oh, wait. Let me preface. He is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. So he's a very smart. He's supposed to be a very smart man. I'm not gonna say GED. I'm gonna say high school first semester college dropout. No, he he's very well educated. Oh, is he? But he is a lawyer and business executive from Cornell. Ugh. 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 Commissioners are so weird because this guy went to law school, which I couldn't even fathom going to. But I. It's probably not as fun as watching a baseball game. And then business. So where does that exactly fit into him saying, you know what? Let's put the let's put the mountain twelve inches back because that will, like what? That will make the lawyers happy. Like what? I, this doesn't make sense. So the guy's incredibly smart guy. Good, you're a very smart dude. You, I guarantee you did not watch one single baseball game in law school. No way. He's coming home and yeah, cracking open time. a brewski to watch the socks. What? He's studying his notes and going to acapella groups. Like what's going on here? He is probably an acapella guy. I, I feel that. I feel like he can sing a little bit. 
Uh, my only worry is that sometimes he probably at acapella. I feel like they probably have a beer or two, and we saw in a World Series celebration he he can't handle his liquor too well. The Dodgers have won the World Series. Yeah, yeah that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I mean, he's a very well educated, um, like lawyer. I, I, I guess it's less against Manfred, but it's just like why shouldn't commissioners just be like lifelong guys who've been in baseball? Not like some really smart lawyer dude. Theo Epstein. Give me Theo Epstein for commissioner of baseball. Give me yeah. him. No more Manfred. We've. I feel like hate Manfred is such an easy joke. It's like a poop joke. It's a gimme. You're just like, this works. This it's is, a gimme, yeah. It's a gimme. But if you give him, I'm going to hit him out of the ballpark, man. I'm going to take the gimmies. i got to get my BA up. He's also a Yankees fan. So, I mean, just. <sighs> I mean, it's, Can you be a fan as Manfred? a commissioner? Is that allowed? Or is that against, like, the commissioner? I'm imagining commissioners hand each other a secret journal, like presidents, and yes. they write down their thoughts. So is that, like, allowed mm-hmm. in the commissioner handbook? I, I don't—yeah, I think you can't be a fan. He probably had to relinquish his Yankees love when he be, when he worked for the front offices. He definitely loves the shave-your-face rule. Loves it. Manfred's like that. Manfred's the, oh. never had a beard in his life. No, he grows a little stubble, and he's like, "This is unacceptable." Laser it yeah. off right now. Ugh, <laughs> yeah. gross. He gets but, he gets Brazilian face waxes. Ugh, sounds painful. I actually kind of want to do that, but either way, yeah, Manfred, dude, he's he's doing some dumb stuff. A lot of dumb stuff. Another team's doing some some dumb stuff. Second time I set up this segue for you, Jack. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the Astros are acting a little suspicious again. Dare I say it? They got seven, five or seven players somewhere in there five. on the IL for five players, including Bregman and Altuve. I mean, just talking baseball about it, this team is, they got no one left. Brantley's hurt, um, Verlander's out, now you got Altuve and Bregman out. This team is just a bench team at the moment. Uh, but the real question is, what what happened? The coach had a quote today saying, or the GM maybe, I forget who said it, um, saying they didn't do anything suspicious, they didn't go to a club or anything, like we saw like the Cardinals do and the Marlins do. They said they didn't do anything wrong, but we got five players on the IL, probably for COVID reasons. Maybe something suspicious happened there. Whenever someone tells me they didn't do something suspicious, I obviously assume you did something suspicious. It's like when you're like five years old and you stole a cookie from your cookie jar on your mom's counter you're like i didn't do anything why are you saying you didn't do anything i didn't even ask you if you did anything either way the Astros came out swinging dude they were so good to start the season and they're still a good baseball team even today it's not like they've completely fallen in the gutter but now they're six and five after a great start they swept the a's and everyone's just getting hurt and that's very upsetting for me to see personally because i was rooting for the astros but now it's altuve it's Brantley. It's Bregman. No Verlander. Framber's hurt. Granky got touched up in his last start. Rapidly, I'm coming. Oh, are the Astros as good as we saw it? I still think they're a good team, but things like this for this team is not good to see. Especially because the Angels are making noise in the AL West. And I think it's going to be a closer division I thought than I saw it. The Mariners are 6-5. and five, The Angels are 7-5. and five, And the Astros are 6-5. and five. And how long these guys out for matters. You can't just, like, lose Altuve and Bregman for a month and be cool or a couple weeks. Uh, so it just blows my mind. Dusty, whatever you're doing, if you need some Sani, if you need some stuff, let me know. I'll send you it. Yeah, we'll ship out some Clorox wipes. I mean, we'll get the Astros taken care of. Yeah, we're here to help you, dude. We we work. We'll come out. We'll spray down the, the arena. We'll get you going again. I'll play second base for you, Astros. I mean, if you if you need a guy, like I'll come down there. Let's just let's keep our players safe and 
I mean, you you better hope something doesn't break about the story because they cannot handle any more bad press. No more bad press. I agree. But let's talk a couple positive notes, and then we got to talk some sad stuff again. So a couple quick positive things. Yachty Molina played his uh, 2000th game as a Cardinal. Claps claps over Yachty. I'm proud of you, Yachty. he's killing it. I kind of have a personal vendetta against Yachty. I don't know why, but I kind of do. But this is, I mean, this is crazy. I think the uh, most games played as a catcher for any team ever. He's killing it. He's so old, and he's still just doing his thing. Always seems to come back with the Cardinals. And he's got great equipment. His equipment is swaggy as hell. He does. I haven't done anything in my life 2,000 times, so the fact that you've played a baseball game 2,000 times is impressive. So, good for you. we all... That's not true, because you are lactose intolerant that violently. Is that is true. Five so. times a day, you know. Do the math. Yeah. Another <laughs> another hot another hot story we got to give some love for. Corbin Burns, man, in Milwaukee, just throwing cheddar. See? Cheese joke. Get it? I like that. I like that. Yeah, 30 strikeouts, not a single walk so far. I mean, just accurate, or as DJ Khaled would say, accurate, Ooh. just to a different level. So um, only pitcher in 120 years of MLB's modern history to do that through his first three outings. Corbin Burns looks nothing like I thought he looked like, but um, he's killing it. I did not think of a flowy blonde, but I like it. I didn't either, I didn't either but if his walkout song is not, I'm on a new level, I'm going to be a furious True. right now because that is so easy for you, Corbin. Congrats, Corbin Burns. He shoved last year. Now everyone's recognizing his name. Keep shoving, dude. Zero walks. That's not very nice because I, I personally am like a mom. I like to go for little walks around my neighborhood. So maybe hand mm-hmm. one or two out just to be nice. Stop stop caning everybody up. But we appreciate that, dude. Do the thing. Be a hot boy. Yeah, that that's so impressive to not walk anyone. Like, it's so easy to walk people. So, so easy. And he's 30 Ks, no walks. is that It's mind-boggling. It's really mind-boggling. Good fantasy baseball ad. Great ad. Good job. How's our team? It, our team's in the dumps right now. Our team's been through the ringer. It's got <laughs> injury bug. It's got, I've abandoned it. I've moved on. I'm vacationing in Hawaii right now. I left my team. Yeah. Like, it's tough. <laughs> I would not be good with a little league team because I would bail out after two days. Yeah, you'd be like, we lost our first game. I'm never showing up again. Good luck. Dude, I so badly want to be a little league coach. But we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, true. <laughs> Last thing is... We got to get to you today, man, and one of the last things, I don't really know how to do this because it makes me very sad, but the Braves, dude, the Atlanta Braves, your Atlanta Braves. Yeah, so we'll do a little segment here, prediction review. So I, my second year in a row, I'm picking the Braves to win the World Series, and I'm, I've got to figure out if I want to stick with that. I think I do, but I mean, they lose, they blow through and lead last year in the NLCS, and then this year, they're coming out a little rough. You got Freed and Pache going down in the IL. Freed's looked a little rocky. Their pitching in general's looked a little rocky. The other night, I was watching the game against the Marlins, and they had the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. One out, Acuna up, couldn't get anything done. I mean, the opportunities have been there, and they just haven't. They haven't looked amazing. They're definitely. I mean, they're not like horrible. They still have that good squad, but they haven't had the energy that I expected them to have. And we've seen teams like the Dodgers and Padres kind of just keep rolling. And the Padres, I think, haven't started rolling yet. So it's a little scary. Maybe I'm caressing the panic button. Um, I'm also not a diehard Braves fan. So, I mean, you guys know a lot more about your team right now. But the the energy I'm feeling from Atlanta right now is a little concerning. I'd like to be a little more confident in my World Series pick. 
I could not agree more, man. There's a couple things that stands out to me. You talked about the energy, which is crazy to me because Acuna, and I agree, Acuna's been nuts, dude. Acuna has uh, 12 extra base hits this season, the most by a Braves player through 12 games since Dale Murphy in 1985. How about that? One shy of matching Hank Aaron in 1959. A little bit of stats for you guys. Acuna's been good. We've seen him beat out routine ground balls to their shortstop like mm-hmm. a sicko. He has a one dot. Free seven one OPS eight eight one slugging percentage at the start of the season. He's leading the MLB in basically in the NL in basically every category besides home runs. He's been a stud. He's doing base stuff on the bases, stealing bags, making stud plays in the outfield. He's been everything you want and more. And I've loved it. Reminded me of how damn good he is. But the Braves just. Haven't been able to do it. Haven't been able to get that key hit. You talked about Freed. He struggled. They're 17th in the league in runs per game right now. Um, they got some guys, Kyle Wright, maybe Bryce Wilson, are going to have to pull up to help out with the injury. Soroka should be coming back soon. Morton's not expected to carry the rotation in, uh, in the offs, I mean, in the regular season. Ian Anderson hasn't looked great yet. So it feels like it feels like they just haven't gotten their wheels rolling. But we're 11 games in now. It's like, when is this going to happen? Yeah, Acuna's looked amazing. Um, a lot of their hitters have looked really good, but yeah, as you said, like they haven't gotten, they haven't got rolling. And even we've seen the Phillies. I mean, they're rolling. The Mets have been, I mean, doing their thing. They haven't really played that many games. Same with the Nats, and they've kind of looked bad. But this is a competitive division, and I haven't seen them be like that top dog yet, which is a little concerning. But they, yeah, they're they're pitching. I think their starting pitching is going to be kind of an issue the whole season. I don't. We we looked at their lineup in our preseason preview of the Braves, and we loved it. And then we looked at the rotation, and then we're like, oh, it's it, it's good, but there's a little... I mean, everyone has to be fire. I agree. Um, you're right. That's exactly what we said, and it's... I think your rotation will be good. I think it'll work out. I'm, I like in this team, they're just like... There's, like, gum stuck between those two. You know those two, when they'll do, like, a TV show and they'll show, like, two wheels in your head, like, rotating? Like, it's, like, a joke? Yeah. That's why I imagine there's a little gum right now just is stopping it from completely rotating and chugging. My only worry, and you brought it up, it was a really good point by you, this is a really good division. So, it's going to be hard to, like, if you don't come out hard, you can't just, like, get hot and run away with the division because you're going to be constantly playing the Mets and the Grom. You're going to be constantly playing the Nats and Corbin and Scherzer and Strasburg. You're going to be playing these Phillies who've looked good. Zach Eflin talk, like, love that guy. So you can't just, like, start rolling through your division. It's not going to work like that. It's going to be really tight. And the more and more you fall behind, the harder you're going to make it on yourself to, like, fight through the regular season and how many bullets you got left when it comes to playoff time. So not panicked yet for the Braves, but you can't let this hole keep getting you can't get like a bigger. You really got to start figuring out. I know it's only been like just over 11, 12, 13 games now, but you got to figure out like, all right, we got to get this moving soon. Yeah, you definitely want to get stuff moving soon. And I think if you're a Braves fan, you can expect that. I wouldn't, I might not even be caressing the panic button because it's so early on. Um, and MLB fans are just psychotic. And we want, we want every team to have that Red Sox win streak the whole year. Um, but that's not how baseball works. So I'm not really too concerned about the Braves. We'll see. But they, they got to start playing fun baseball, good NL East baseball. 
Acuna's got to start affecting the mentality of that team because he's doing it. Everybody else got to start watching that guy. Man. Yeah. I don't want to do what that guy's doing. Very upset that Acuna cut his hair. Very upset. He's still hot, but not as hot. Yeah, I, re- I, I know him with the dreads. And to seeing him with that short hair, it's almost like I don't recognize him as much. But it does fit his like speedy personality. But with the dreads, all I could see is Manny Ramirez. I was I, like, this is the next Manny. I agree 100%. Um, I view him, though, and I'm like, man, maybe we should talk about him as the face of baseball. Maybe we anointed Tatis a little too quick. I've been saying Acuna is better than Tatis for a while now. I've, I've been on that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he's just making a case. I think Tatis though a little bit swaggier for the, the average fan. It's a little bit more like likable for some reason. I don't know. I feel that. But um, Acuna is one of the best damn players in baseball. So recognize that, dude. Yeah. To me, so the big three right now, the big three young guys is Soto, Acuna, Tatis. And Acuna and Tatis to me are very similar. And Soto is kind of the wild card. Oh, I agree. Totally. Soto's the weird yeah. guy on the train who's, like, selling ads or something. But he's cool. It's, Soto feels like he's 35, but he's the youngest one of them all. He feels like he's been around for half a decade doing the dang thing. Yeah. That's so what happens when you do the playoffs. That's true, yeah. When when you blow up in the playoffs, it's a very it feels like you've been playing for years when really that was his first time, like, being great. So that'll be interesting. That's a great storyline to watch, like, Tatis Acuna Soto. Who's, I mean, who's going to win the most rings? Who's going to get that MVP first? That's going to be great for baseball. I agree. It's a good storyline to keep track of, dude. It's fun. Yeah. And something I'm not keeping track of, and I feel like I should be, the Mariners. I mean, maybe I'm just in the dark. I, I could just be in the dark. I, I do. I sleep with a nightlight. Is that embarrassing to say? I do like a little nightlight. No, I'm actually but scared I, of the dark, but that's a story for another day. Go ahead. Yeah. The dark is terrifying. Also, the deep ocean, absolutely horrifying. The Mariners are 6-5, second in the division, and I have not watched a single pitch of Mariners baseball. I haven't seen a single headline of Mariners baseball. I don't even know who's on the Mariners. Like, why am I not Why am I not hearing about the Mariners? I'm hearing about the Tigers every day. The Mariners are better, and I'm not hearing anything about it. They're the team in the dark right now for me. They play on the West Coast, and they're just getting overshadowed by everyone, even though they're 6-5. and five. After Ke- like they're not horrible. After Kevin Mathers came out spitting bars like he's Eminem about how bad the organization was and how they hate all their players, everyone's just boycotted them. It's like even the MLB won't play their highlights. They're like, nah, we're not talking yeah. Mariners baseball anymore. You're done. We're out. We're out it, on you. It feels like they're permanently blacklisted from like everything. Like I haven't even thought of watching a Mariners game. Which this is probably just all on me. But like, why is that? Like, why the Mariners are offering me nothing as a fan right now? That is true. Get up your. Up your buffet style, dude. I, I'm hungry for Mariners baseball. Give me something. I did, we were live the other night on TikTok, and I saw a comment saying, Kyle Seeger is the reason I got into baseball, and I'm a diehard fan this season. And I was like, crazy that with everything going on, Kyle Seeger got you into the sport, but I'm glad you're here. But I was glad like, Kyle Seeger? Kind of weird. Love Kyle Seeger. All respect to the world. Great career, man. Weird that that's the guy you're like, I want to watch baseball because of Kyle Seeger. Very weird. Also, so... People look over to the fact that Cal Seeger is brothers of Corey Seeger. They both, like, they play on the West Coast, third base, shortstop. Like, what? That is insane, dude. It's crazy. I'm, like, all right, so cool. Whatever your dad had for, like, the game, yeah. like, it's pretty good. I if, want some. <laughs> if you were in the MLB and you trained with your brother all along, which, I mean, this is a possibility. You could still make it. We're still holding on hope. Would you want to be that stud who's going to make it and everyone else is like, wow, he made it? Or would you want to come up 
with a sibling and you're both in the MLB. Would that steal too much limelight? Oh, I want to be better than my sibling. I want my sibling to like get sent down to Pawtucket or something while I'm out here shoving. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, mom, I, I, I told you I was better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd want to be the athlete and have like my brother be a successful businessman, but I'm in the MLB. Oh, He's yeah. He's not in the MLB. Yeah, if you come in the MLB too, I'm kind of upset. Like if I got here first, I'm like, dude, why are you going to follow me? I'm a little, I'm a little tight. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, so I mean, very unrealistic situation. Hey, but I'm working happen. on my swing. I've been working on my swing, dude. We've been working. We've been in the cages. We gotta hit the cages. We gotta do a, a live podcast in the in the cages. Or just a video of me in the cages. People will be like, "Why does this work? He looks so bad. Why is it working?" Yeah, <laughs> that would be. I think people could watch it if they need to throw up, but they can't quite get it out. I think the quote of the day about my swing, Jack, goes, "You can't take your feet out of the box while you swing." <laughs> as i go to hit the ball 800 feet i'm like what? great advice though great advice it was good advice dude but i, yeah. I eventually got around we got one last thing to talk about we're already going a little bit over let's talk about it though because i want to beat the streak a little baseball culture topic here what the hell is this jack because if one more person tells me yo you gotta play beat the streak bro yo it's so hot i'm over here going to cbs it's like what, 11 in the morning i want some pringles and someone's like yo playing beat the streak i made that up but that's what i feel like I've gotten more ads for playing MLB's Beat the Streak than I have, like, game highlights. Like, that's this is all I'm seeing. I don't really know what it is. Do you want to know what I, I thought like, it was? Yeah. Remember how people used to, like, streak games? I thought it was, oh, Beat the Streak. We're stopping streaking. Everybody beat it. Stop. Oh, that's what I thought it was at first, but apparently it's not a joke. It's like say no to drugs. Like, Beat the Streak. Yeah, exactly. Like, no more streaking. Okay. Also a good movement. We will pioneer that. We're donating to charity. But... Yeah, it's it's like a betting thing where you try to pick. It's like a daily pickums thing, where you you try to get like is J D Martinez gonna hit a home run? Yet yes or no? And then I think if you get like fifty six right in a row, you win a bunch of money or something like that, like a lot a lot of money. So I mean, obviously it's kind of a scam. No one's really gonna do that. Um, and a couple people will, and it's like, whoa, I did it, but very slim to none chance you're gonna do it. But like I've seen, I've just seen it everywhere. Like it's being pushed so heavy, and it's like I, this is just not appealing to me. Maybe it's appealing to other people, but I'm just like, what the hell's happening here? Well, one again, I am a man who doesn't believe in routine, so there's zero chance that I would be able to do this every day because I barely f- remember to put my socks on. I put my socks on inside out today, and I just left it for a minute. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna own this. I'm gonna feel this. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this. I own this. Every single day, I wear inside out Nike and Adidas combined, or like. Not, sometimes, if I'm crazy, I'll go to the store without even socks on. Just no, I have a raw, severe issue with how you treat your socks. Like, I don't want to get into it right yeah. now because I'm feeling good today. But you and your socks yeah, well, is a borderline offensive how you wear your socks sometimes. You just we'll murder sa- them. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for another day. Yeah, it's it's it bothers me so much. Like, it's my I think it's my number one pet peeve with you is how you treat your socks. So we'll have a sock reveal at 100,000 followers on TikTok. Go follow the TikTok at Weird Ice Baseball. Three videos a day, morning live, night live. We're having fun over there. Oh, go for Admo. Yeah, so Saturday, I'm actually, I think we opened a pod with a little bit of an intervention. I'll, I settle my beef with you. We talk about your sock problem. Okay. I'll have to have some, we'll have to have an intervention for you too. I'll have to come up with something. Yeah, your number one pet peeve with me. Let's just have a therapy. Let's hash it out. What do you hate about me? Let's just, let's just fight. <laughs> let's just fight on air, dude. <laughs> I would lose. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, go follow us on social media right now. Yeah, we got eyes baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode. That's everything we want to talk about today. We'll be back Saturday. We're going to be drafting stuff. What are we drafting Saturday? We said it. I forget what we said. Ooh, um, Lumberjacks. 
of the no, MLB. It wasn't Lumberjacks. Was it our? It wasn't our home run derby pick. We're drafting something. We will talk about drafting it. We'll figure something. it out. We're drafting something on Saturday. We're going to be ranking something as well. Talking about all the fun storylines of baseball. You missed this week, but if you want even more fun storylines, you can also, again, on Instagram, on TikTok, at We Got Us Baseball. Jack does a daily fun. He tells you everything you missed. So go watch that. Twitter, at We Got Us BB. Thanks again, guys. We love all the new listeners. Appreciate all the support. We'll be back again Saturday. Take it easy. Stay chilly. You know the drill.